Let's jumpstart today's edition of The Road to Reality with these thoughts. As humans, we can be very paradoxical. As spiritual beings, we belong to eternity. Yet we still find ourselves occupying space and time. That leads us to realize that we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy. The most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Our message today, Avoiding Cynicism, underscores these principles, so please stand by. But first, imagine you live in an Asian village where life revolves around the search for water, and it doesn't go well. Early each morning, villagers leave to walk several miles to a pond that is difficult. What's worse, though, the water they carry back? Contaminated. That is so depressing and dangerous. And it is in villages like this where a Jesus well built by GFA can come to the rescue. And that is where you come in. If you want to know how to help right now, in the U.S., call 866 946 2742. In Canada, the number is 888 946 2742. To find out what GFA is doing in Asia to solve the clean water crisis. The website for our Canadian friends is roadtoreality.ca. For those in the U.S., go to roadtoreality.org. More about clean water in Asia after this segment of our message on the road to reality. Now, how many times we read in the Bible very strong instruction that has this statement or a meaning that blessed are those who do what the Bible says, right? In Hebrews chapter 4, we read why the entire people of God, were, they were destroyed in the land of, from the, that were set free from the land of Egypt. They were all destroyed, except Joshua and Caleb and was Moses, the only people who entered in the promised land were people who were the new generation. Am I right? The old generation all died out, which is a very sad thing. I mean, think about one of your family member dying. You know, we hear about accident or death, you know, okay, it's another thing, newspaper, but think about you hearing today one of your family, your wife or your father or mother, or your son or somebody just got killed. I don't think you can even, even when I say this thing, I don't think you will even take it serious because you cannot even relate to that kind of thing. Think about father watching his wife die and children watching their parents die and parents watching the children die and they all die out. What a sad thing it was, you know. But those who survived... But to those who survived of the judgment and 40 years, the children that were born, we don't want to assume and you don't want to think that they all were set apart angels and they had perfect health and everything. 40 years of, you know, constant judgment. And there are many words used in the Bible, in like in Psalm 78, describing why it happened. But in the New Testament, which is culmination of the total picture 
explanation of what all happened in the Old Testament. It says, they heard the word, but it was not mixed with faith. That is an explanation we have. When it says in the Old Testament, Abraham left everything. Hebrews only tells us why he did it. He saw something that nobody could see. About Moses and so on like that. What does it mean when he says, the reason for such calamity and judgment and destruction was not that they did not hear the word. They did. They did. But it was not mixed with faith. Now the simple illustration to help us understand that is look at Lord's wife. She knew theology 100%. Because angels came from heaven. In other words, God himself was a tutor. If you read the story about Lot and his you know, family, you'll see that. It was not she was reading some books and getting some help or some friends telling her or husband telling her. It was God himself. She had full extent, total information about what was going to happen. But what happened to her? Did she make it? Did she save herself? She was turned into a pillar of salt. She lost her life. Was it because she did not know? No, she knew. She knew it completely. But there was not, not enough faith to make what she heard real. Now, what do you mean not in our faith? What does that mean? Can you think with me? What does that mean? If you are teaching somebody this passage, how would you teach it? When it says they heard the word, but it was not mixed with faith, therefore they were destroyed. That's what it says. So illustration is Lord's wife I used. What does that mean? It simply means this. These people didn't have the faith or belief that God will always do what he said. That they didn't have to fight for it. That's what Psalm 27, the psalmist said, if I have not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I would have fainted. In some translation, you will see it, I would have fainted. In some translation, I would have given up hope. In some translation, I would have given up faith altogether. Those are different translations. How? If I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, see is tangible, right? If I'm saying, I can see my Bible, that means it's tangible. That is something I can see. It is not illusion. It is not abstract. It is real. So, it is not invisible. It is touchable. It is something in my pocket. It is, I got it. So, he says, I came to the conclusion that I will inherit, I will have this in my life right here on earth. I can touch it, I can experience it, I can have it, it is mine. If I did not come to the place of believing like that, if I didn't come to the place of absolute conviction and act on it, I would have lost everything. Do I make sense to you? So, 
there is a big danger that we face, including myself. Because, uh, you know, you are in Christian work. Either you are a leader or a Bible school teacher or been with our, our ministry for so long time and um, you are called upon to teach often, share often, explain Bible often, or at least you will say to yourself, I don't need anybody to teach me. I know enough and my father was this and my grandfather was this. I read Bible all my life. So there is a thousand ways we all have our information stored up. But here is a danger. Familiarity breeds contempt. And I would add one more thing. Familiarity breeds contempt and carelessness and cynicism. Why I use the word cynicism or being cynical? The illustration of that is, you can get it now if you think about Solomon. David, as a young lad who was not recognized by his father, he worked hard like a slave, like a nobody, tending the sheep of his father. And here comes God and picks him and make him the king. But did he become the king when he was anointed? The next thing after he got anointed is to be misunderstood, chased after. By who? By the king of the country. I mean, if an Indian president come after any one of you, he can go to the court. And can this man is a mad case. You know, I appeal to the court to give me justice. But then... The king is the court, the law, everything. There is no reason for someone to be killed. If you just come to the king's house and make a bad face, you are finished. So who is after David? Anointing from God. He is a king, but what he gets? So when he said David was a king, don't just say it flippingly. He paid the heaviest price anyone can pay. But what happened to his son Solomon? Solomon, when he was born, the first thing he gets is a gold spoon. And gold plate, 10,000 servants, all the attention. So what happened? He became cynical. That which was given to him so freely, without him having to fight or bleed or hurt or suffer, it was all given to him freely, whatever you want. He became cynical. He lost value for Things that are so precious his father gave his life for. And what happened? He destroyed the kingdom. So I'm not talking about money and position title now. You should think carefully with me. I'm saying something much more intelligent, I think. I hope because you are people who are intelligent. So you have to think with me. Don't use your emotions just. When I say familiarity breeds contempt, that is not in the Bible necessarily, but this Bible is full of that. The reason for the entire children of Israel were destroyed because they became familiar with all the blessings of God. They took it for granted. In the end, they became cynical to the extent they said the garlic in Egypt was better. Looking at the grapes and all the blessings, they said it was better to be in the wilderness. You understand? That is being becoming cynical. It can happen to the best of us. It can happen to you hundred times. It can happen to me. We'll continue our teaching shortly, but first, we want to remind you about this report. One Asian pastor requested a Jesus well to be drilled in his village by GFA. And by God's grace, a Jesus well was installed. 
and the village had a new source of water for everyone to use. The villagers' hearts began to change towards the believers as they, too, pumped water from the new good well. GFA's Clean Water Ministry is delivering safe, disease-free water to families across Asia through Jesus Wells. Each Jesus Well provides clean drinking water to approximately 300 people at a cost of less than $5 per person for up to two decades of supply. That means for only $1,400, GFA can drill a life-giving Jesus well. Think of it. You can be the hero who helps touch the villages of Asia with clean water. Just call 866-946-2742 here in the States. In Canada, you can reach us at 888-946-2742. And now, back to Brother KP on the road to reality. No one is immune to becoming cynical, no matter where in your life. When you begin to take the things of God for granted, especially, okay, if you take things for granted for me, Baba, no problem. What is this? I give you a title or position of money or whatever else, somebody gave it to you. So what? You can find somebody else also. That's not a big thing. Because you only hurt me a little bit, or I hurt you a little bit. It is so horizontal. But when you violate this with God, it's a whole different story. This is the reason why he says, God opposed the proud, he gives grace to humble. Now, okay, if you are upset with me, angry with me, fine with you, and I'm spitting on your face, so what? It's, it's not, I mean, you can throw me out and this and that. But when you spit at God's face, and God opposes you, it's a whole different story. It is like a, you know, huge elephant stepping on an ant. Who wants to say, I am going to set me up so God can be against me? Nobody. So, when you take the word of God, when I take the word of God, I'm not talking about money and position, title and job. No, that's what I want to make sure you understand that. Sometimes when we hear people talking, you are thinking in your mind, now he's having an angle to talk about something here. No, I have no angle as such. I am only talking about something much more sacred. That is, God said, my word is settled in heaven forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my word. And it says, God put himself behind his word to see it performed. Whatever he says, it will happen. It may take time. Because God in his incredible mercy and grace hold back judgment, hold back a lot of things. And, but it says his entire force of heaven and angels and God Almighty himself is behind his word to fulfill it. In Isaiah 55, that's what it says. My word that I sent will never come back to me without doing its job. It will do its job. How do we know that? You read the Bible. How many thousands of prophecies that never could be explained by any logical reason came to pass? You see, when you think about it, you know, even before Cyrus was born, long before the man was ever born, his name was not even named. God said this is going to happen. So on and on. Even the coming of Jesus and his death, everything is... To date, details, it's all given. 
so would need to do that but what am i talking about brothers and sisters here is a very serious danger of us coming to the place of carelessness shallow thinking preaching to others being smart in our head to handle bible and biblical truth and what is happening doing so eventually will make you cynical and destroy you and destroy the work it is like you take a pipe made of steel or iron or something and you run sulfuric acid through this it may look okay in the beginning but in the end it is destroyed the whole container is ruined so cynicism is devastatingly dangerous if you really study the lives of christian workers you will ask why on earth so many lives are destroyed especially in the latter part of their life why they take money from god's work why they are unfaithful why they do dumb stupid things and ruin everything after having gone so long so good they became cynical they began to take things for granted i've been doing it baba so long and it's okay you know this and that this is the reason why we are told to serve god with fear and trembling god is ever present and ever new ever fresh yesterday what happened is not going to be the way to evaluate our life today moses did exceptionally well there's no comparison to moses with any one of us i mean who was he in the end in the last minute when god said speak to the rock and he would not do that out of anger he struck the rock what happened would god say well my goodness my servant moses who left all of egypt sacrificed everything gave up a throne and the prestige and luxury and all everything he led these people through 40 years and 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 suffered so much and and gave his life and on and on and on everything i will just excuse him this one small thing so what in start just saying water come for the just struck it so why it's okay no this is what we all make terrible mistake in we depend on our yesterdays and our credits and degrees and our accomplishment thinking that this going to make us survive as a matter of fact this is maybe the most serious reason why people lose their life their testimony their ministry it is not what you see outside the external things only take place later we watch people lose everything and they say kya ho gaya what happened but it didn't happen then it happened it began 5 10 15 years ago and i would say you can say yeah 15 years ago he was began he began to lie 15 years ago he began to steal money 10 years ago he got proud and 7 years ago he was boasting himself how uh, mighty leader he is 4 years ago i heard him say don't tell me i am the hero who are you to tell me and they will stack all this information finally but none of those things are the real reason all those who are symptoms the real thing happened is deep inside what i call it they became cynical and this is very very serious in christian leadership of any kind of leadership now why i am saying this to you because the only 
way we know who you are is when you're back in your office, back in your chair. When you are, if there's an invisible camera that can follow you and follow me wherever I go and take picture of our talking, our dealing with people, the way we act, the way we sit in the chair, and the way we present ourselves, and then put it on the screen and to see, then you see what we really are. Not in public like this. No, no, no. But who know how we are private? You only know. See, the work of God in the future and any time depend not on the strategies we make. We can make all kinds of strategies. It is not depend on how many days of training we are going to have on how to take care of the bridge of hope children, all the policies and all. We can have all those things. But none of those things will make us effective and God-pleasing and we survive. No. The most important thing is the deep down what we are really. You see, this is the thing. So, however you look at it, we had to come back to us. Now, after having said that, what is the answer? If there is such a danger, hiding and lurking in the dark. Now, when I say if there is, forget the word if, there is. How do we know? Look around you. Look around you. These fellows who started so small in the small church with some small ministry, and they were preaching, God's anointing was on them, and things began to move further and further, and they came to the place of international attention, and people trust them with the money, not because they are given the permission to buy a house and fly aeroplanes and all that, no. But they began to take themselves for granted. They began to look at them and say, wow, look at me. You know, my anointing and my ability and my title, you know, or so many people after me. So they became cynical. You want to study that word. If you have not heard that before, if you have not understood it, I would encourage you to do a study on cynicism and look at the Bible. And so many lives are there. So let me take you back again. It is not lack of knowledge. It is not lack of information. No, I am not talking about title and position and money and things like that. No, I am talking about something more, more sensitive, more holy and more serious. That is, how do we respond to our past, our success, who we are, what people say about us and all the other stuff and how do we start thinking on the inside? Well, that is the closing point from K.P. Yohannan on our weekend edition of The Road to Reality, encouraging a positive and encouraging spirit. And now, let's hear another story from Asia. Mina and her family were affected by water scarcity in their village. Enduring the heat of the day, they walked more than two miles any time they needed fresh water. Mina began to wonder if she would ever see relief. So she began to pray. Soon after, the Lord provided for the installation of a Jesus well. Mina and the villagers rejoiced and were reminded of Christ's compassion when they draw fresh water from this well to use in their daily lives. 
GFA's Clean Water Ministry is delivering safe, disease-free water to families across Asia through Jesus Wells. You can make a real difference by partnering with GFA and supporting this clean water work in Asia. Just pick up the phone and call 888-946-2742 in Canada and online roadtoreality.ca. In the U.S., it's roadtoreality.org or call 866-946-2742. Thank you for listening to The Road to Reality. Back next time for more from K.P. Yohannan. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.